This episode brought to you by the Paris Catacombs. When you come to the world's most storied and romantic city, we know what you really want to see. Bones! And boy, do we have them. We got bones on bones on bones on bones down here at Paris Catacombs. We got skull bones. We got leg bones. Finger bones. Knee bones. We got all kinds of bones stacked and piled in all sorts of crazy ways. You want walls made of bones? We got those. How about bone columns? Yep. Look over there. We got, we got a little, we got a little pictures made of bones. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is we have bones. So come down to Paris Catacombs because bones. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. I'm Bryce Hansen, the full-figured one. <laughs> You're on fire today. <laughs> you heard that I was tired and you just decided to bring it. And I'm David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. Uh, if you're a new listener, please check out our website at horrormovietalk.com. There you'll find past episodes, blogs on horror topics, and most importantly, links to our social media. Reach out to us there and we'll be sure to respond. We post new episodes every Wednesday. Please subscribe and leave a rating if you are on an Apple device we really we just crave those ratings can't get enough of those damn ratings cannot you got a raging rating got um, big ratings clue we, <laughs> we got a great show today we'll be talking about as above so below oh baby this is a patreon pick isn't it this is a patreon pick what well how does that work well We'll get to that okay. in the mid-roll. All right. <laughs> First, we'll start out giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge, where it's it makes you angry, 5 being an average film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into the spoiler section, take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later on, we have a couple segments. Uh, first, Ben's Battle of Horror Knowledge. Ben Warrington is going to call in on Skype, and he's prepared a uh, quiz for us. And whoever wins gets crowned the the king of horror knowledge. If this is your first time, if you haven't met Ben yet because, because you haven't listened uh, to enough episodes, Ben is our British news guy from across the pond. Right. Yeah. Authoritative and soft, you know, soft, dulcet tones. Of dulcet that. tones. And and one of us will be crowned the boff, the horror <laughs> boff. <laughs> Boffin. Boffin. A new new term that we've uh, discovered today after playing the game. Boobs, boobies, tits, titties, tickle, bitties, uh, <laughs> machines. It's like Ben's in the room here. And then second, we'll 
go through it came from social media just kind of a mini it came from social media where we read back some comments that we've received over the course of the week very nice uh so let's get into the movie we watched as above and so below you can find it on netflix it's been on streaming on netflix for for like forever yeah it's been on there for a hot minute it's been on there for at least like a year i think yeah so you can check it out there for free if you pay for it <laughs> if you pay for netflix um i mean someone uh, someone you know has got a login i mean you know how it works here is the trailer my name is scarlett marlow and i'm a student in urban archaeology 370 feet beneath this point is a hidden chamber that might contain a critical missing piece of our history. Well, how are we supposed to get down there? The catacombs. There are 200 miles of tunnels right underneath our feet. They're holding the remains of six million corpses. Stop. This is the empire of the dead. These are human bones. We go through here. I think I'm stuck. Just breathe with me, please. It's okay. What was that? Okay. I think I am. What the hell do we do now, huh? We can't go back. We should just keep moving. Tell me we didn't just go in a circle. It's exactly the same. No, everything's upside down. What happened to the entrance? Wait, there's something here. How is this? When I was a kid, we had a piano that looked exactly like this. I used to play it all the time. The A4 key was messed up. What's going on? Can you read that? According to mythology, that's the inscription over the gates of hell. And they should be made to crawl on their bellies to enter the kingdom of darkness. Did you hear that? As Above, So Below can be found on Netflix again, uh, loosely based on the classic literary work Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> this film follows a ragtag team of archaeologists as they follow clues to find the legendary Philosopher's Stone. Their search takes them into the labyrinthian catacombs under Paris. Paris, France. <laughs> As they wind themselves deeper into the claustrophobic caverns and through the nine circles of Hogwarts, they fight against their own demons and encounter far more than they bargained for. <laughs> David loves it. David, is you only got like four hours of sleep or yeah, something? it wasn't good. It was not he's, good. He's going to be really loopy this episode. <laughs> 
as above so below is to found footage movies as your racist uncle's one black friend is to all black people it's one of the good ones the The film is a combination of indiana jones the descent and let's say a haunted house movie it starts off very strong and sets up a full-fledged plot which is surprisingly rare in a found footage film found footage films usually lean heavily on gimmicks and unscripted quote-unquote banter yeah also rare in found found footage movies the characters are actually fleshed out and have relationships and backstories yeah it i forgot i i went to see this in theaters originally and i and i had a great time uh but i had forgotten this was my second viewing uh six years later obviously because this came out in 2014 but i had forgotten how much backstory they give to everybody yeah I mean, usually, as far as it goes in found footage movies, or you least, learn as least, you go, at least in bad ones, their relationship is that they yell at each other when they're frustrated. Right. That's that's pretty much it. Right. Tatsuo! <laughs> Canada! Sorry. A little Akira for you. Uh, it gives you enough of a reason to be hooked and interested early on and has enough mystery and scares to keep you interested throughout the idea of setting a horror movie in the paris catacombs is brilliant and they take full advantage of all the elements that make them scary in real life it's a it's huge maze-like it's claustrophobic caves be caves and spooky bones (laughs) It's got all of it. It's got all got of it. Got it all. It's not without its flaws, but they are few and far between. The phrase, we got to keep moving, is uttered one too many times for my taste. Like, really? We can't rest and reflect for a minute after a lifelong <laughs> friend just died? All right. We got to keep moving, though. Uh, but honestly, it's hard to find things to complain about with this one. Um, I give it a very high score, a 9 out of 10. Wow. That's... That that is surprising to me. I did not I did not peg you for somebody who'd be nine out of ten on as above so below. Um, you know what I was thinking? Is this your first viewing of it? It's my second, my first, like where I'm actually gave it my full attention though. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This is your first that you actually sat down and really watched it. Yeah, I think I had it on while I was doing something else. I got gotcha. you. So, I you know I was thinking about this. We should. I'd be, I mean, I'd be uh, willing to, you know, say to say we should give two scores if we've seen movies before, like your memory of your first viewing Uh (laughs) and now your score now, because that is that's that's pertinent information, you know, because on first viewing, I was more hyped on this movie than I am now. Right. Um, On first viewing, I'd say I give it probably a. Probably a low eight. Mm. Um, And, uh, you know, it was it it scratched all my all my itches. And, you know, I remember it being received very poorly um, in theaters, like uh, critically. I think it was when we went to see it, like I was sitting in the theater and I checked my phone and the Rotten Tomatoes score was like 25 or something like that. And so I was kind of like buckling up for a bad time. But uh, but it was it was great. Upon second viewing, I uh, I don't know. I think this probably drops down to around a, a seven or so. Yeah. I mean, nine is definitely pretty generous on my part, but it's mostly like it's it's like a tight little package. It is. This movie. It, like, it's very well crafted and in turn. And it like 
puts a lot more thought into it than found footage movies usually do. The the first viewing really had a strong impact on me because of the because of the catacombs, because of the tight spaces and the tight mm-hmm. the tight camera angles and th- you know, they this whole thing was filmed underground under under Paris. Yeah. Like uh, and, uh, and it was, I watched it or I read an interview with the directors who I believe are brothers. Um, and, uh, and they were like, yeah, it's, it was not a fun time filming this whole thing. It yeah. was, it was miserable. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it comes out with a really, the strong story. Yeah. Yeah. That, that follows not necessarily Harry Potter and the, the Philosopher's <laughs> Stone, but Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Very strong. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about that in the spoiler yeah. section, but it's, it's more of that is made than actually is warranted. Do you think so? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it's not the fact that there's the, the only thing I see that like alludes to that is towards the end it's kind of hell like and that there's seven levels and that's it like there's no real there's not not really an illusion to oh yeah there is yeah i think well i mean did you read dante's inferno <laughs> yeah okay well then maybe you just didn't understand it <laughs> well, well, yeah that it. is a dick douchey move all okay. right Sabrina, uh, don't just stare at it. Eat it. Mm-hmm. So what what are you landing on now? Yeah, I'd, seven? I'd say like a second viewing is a seven, but I did I did say first viewing is an eight. If you have not seen this movie, this is a great found footage movie that is very kind of existential, uh, kind of H.P. Lovecraftian yeah. without without being H.P. Lovecraft at all. Like it's. A different lane. Well, I mean, it's definitely the the part that's H.P. Lovecraft is the like alchemy, yeah. you know, mis- mystery magic kind of Indiana like, Jones dealing dealing with stuff that shouldn't be dealt with, you know, like ancient ancient knowledge. Yes, but also like the the physics of this place is is totally. I mean, they basically do go to hell, right? And and. And it's not like a classic hell. It's like, it's like a little bit more disturbing because it's probably more accurate to what hell might be like. You know, it's like <laughs> confusing, claustrophobic, uh-huh. constantly keeping you on your toes and scared and upset or hurt or dying. It's yeah, it's spooky. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think on my first view, and I would have given it like a six. So it's like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's, I think you actually like over oversold it to me too. Mm. It was like uh, so so great, and I watch it, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. But now that I've given it my full attention, I recognize like there's a lot of stuff going for this movie, and yeah, I don't think it gets as much love as it probably deserves, especially in the found footage. Yeah, subgenre. This should be like one of the one of the top of the list. I bet I know what something that you're going to say, which is the premise for the found footage ness of it, right? So, a lot of times Bryce will get hung up uh-huh. on like yeah. on the premise of why that why is this found footage, and this has a strong premise for that, right? And it works. And it I mean, works. it's it's th- that's the other thing is that I think found footage movies work better uh. when you're able to to do you're able to shoot things 
as found footage that you couldn't otherwise. Like, if you had, like, right. a, a normal, like, stable um, stationary camera filming yeah. them walking through caverns, it's just not as interesting because, like, you wouldn't be able to get that tight. Yeah. You'd have to, like, blow out a side and have it be on a soundstage. You're something. absolutely right. And and to, to that point, this movie, th- there was points in this movie where the lighting was done with actual flashlights right. like most of the movie actually like yeah. where they used little headlamps and little mm-hmm. you know gopro cameras to to actually light and film the thing yeah okay so before we get to the spoiler section got a little bit of mid-roll That's the emergency alert sound. Jesus. Um, Horror movie talk. Reviews new movies, and that means we rely heavily on theaters. Our favorite theaters are small, privately owned ones in our community. And during this corona shutdown, all of these theaters are in serious jeopardy. We've decided to help out these theaters the only way we know how, which is to feature them in our podcast. And today we want to feature again Kiggins Theater in Vancouver, Washington, it's a Depression-era theater that's had several lives. It's been restored in the last decade, and it's a beautiful, um, you know, the, the exterior is like Art Deco signage and stuff. It's it's really a cool little theater. They sell they sell beer and stuff in there. Um, they're like other theaters; they're struggling to survive. So please, if you're local or not, you can actually support this theater by watching a virtual screening off of their website and they get a cut of um the streaming revenue. They always got some cool indie flicks on there right. that are like and they're pretty careful to curate them too. Like they, they don't they don't just choose some shit for you to 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 buy and then be upset that you had to watch. Like like they got some taste. Yeah. And if you are local, you can also buy gift certificates um to use when they open up, which should be pretty soon. It sounds like um June, late late May, mid June, stuff should start opening up. Washington and Washington and Oregon have really been doing a very good job of fighting the 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 Rona. Yeah. So go check them out at kiggins.theater.com. That's K I G G I N S T H E A T R E. So it's like theater. The, the way Ben would spell theater. Right. Not us American. Old Ye oldie shop mm-hmm. with it two P's and an E. Um, put off talking about a Patreon. What, what was it we were bringing up? Oh, this is a patron patron selection. This movie that we're reviewing, and one of the tiers you get to be involved in suggesting uh, the move a movie that we should review in the next month and voting on um, the suggestions that come out uh, from the patron crew it's not like we don't appreciate it when when fans you know hit us up on facebook or twitter or something like that and be like you guys should review this or that it's just it's just we only got so we got four yeah. spots a month yeah, and we got 52 weeks in a year and there's a lot of new releases normally yeah um and a lot of like back catalog of classics to cover so. yeah exactly so if you want if you want your voice to be heard in terms of what we review, the best way to do that is get is hop on Patreon. Check out whichever tier that is. I think it's a high one. Yeah. Um, the other things that are a little more, um, well, I mean, 
probably our most popular perk and the thing that people like a lot is the after pod where we leave the mics running after an episode and just talk about stuff personal lives sometimes we cry for a long time (laughs) yeah (laughs) like recently probably the last two weeks yeah it's not really a joke um (laughs) Uh, death and destruction in the Hanson family. Um, so yeah, there's that. Just check out all the, all the tiers. There, there might be something that you like and you can support the show because, you know, put a lot of time into the show. We provide it for free, but the people that love us have an opportunity to to support us. Uh, another way you can support the podcast is buying or renting any movie or product on Amazon. If you click through the green button in the header of our website, horrormovietalk.com. Um, if you want to get access to a bunch of great curated streaming horror films and TV, check out Shudder. And if you're, you've been on the fence about joining, use code HMT at checkout and you'll get a 30 day free trial there. So you can get the full um, full idea of, of what's on there. Um, and finally, check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. Contact him at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. And make your artistic dreams dreams come true. Tell him HMT sent you. And again, thanks to Max for the... For the uh, intro music. That's Max underscore Allen one two three five. Kid can fuck with the best of them when it comes to creating music or intros for podcasts. So mm-hmm. if you're a podcaster and you're listening to this, hit Max up because he knows what's up. Uh, I just wanted to give a quick little extra blurb to Shutter. Some of the stuff, some of the titles that are just just right on my front page for Shutter right now are uh, a one that's being heralded quite highly is blood machines also i know what you did last summer uh monstrum is another shutter original that's real big right now you got hellraiser you got hellraiser 2 hellbound you got the reanimator you got all the joe bog briggs last drive-in you got the fog john carpenter's the fog you got old boy the taking of deborah logan daniel isn't real the very, very, very popular one cut of the dead. It's, uh, you know, there's just tons of good shit on mm-hmm. Shutter. So HMT at checkout there. They've got a lot of uh, really good foreign horror as well, if you're into that. Yeah, they sure do. <clears throat> so let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. Okay, so we've already talked about, you know, where this lies in the found footage uh, realm. Um, we don't have to talk too much more about that, but I think it just uses it really well. It's why is that? Um, like I said, it, it's the premise makes sense in that they're documenting, you know, uncovering this archaeological find. Um, it works in terms of like the. Um, the close quarters. Yeah, of it. it feels it makes it feel more claustrophobic. It feels like you're right in there. Well, but not only that, but the the very basic premise of why are there cameras here is they 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 like you said they're on an archaeological uh, kind of 
mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of expedition. And so they need to document what's going on. But mm-hmm. also, the spaces are too tight. So what do they do? They put the little camera in their headlamp. Mm-hmm. And so everybody basically has a head cam walking around. That's that's automatically lit. And so the, just the very basic principle for how the yeah. found footage takes place. And you got multiple angles by default. Right. Because a lot of people have the video cameras. Like, that. that's the one thing about other found footage films is that really has to stretch and come up with an excuse why they have multiple yeah. cameras and security cameras set up everywhere. Yeah, the best ones are the ones that that built the premise, baked it into the the movie, like Paranormal Activity 1, 2, and 3. Those, yeah. are, the, those are the best ones, in my opinion, where they yeah. have stationary cameras. But this is as good as that, the premise yeah. for it. This, the opening is very strong in this movie. You, you jump right into the action. Um, it, it takes its time before like getting into the main gimmick, which is underground Paris catacombs. Yeah, getting... and, it start, and it starts out setting the theme with um, with Scarlet, the main character, going underground and discovering the key to discovering the philosopher's stone. Yeah, somewhere in Iran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's she's taken underground by this guy named Reza. Uh, I think one of the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Um, and he leads her through this underground right before it's going to get exploded. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting how they set the stakes on that immediately. It's yeah. like, no, you don't have a lot of time. It's like, we gotta go. Yeah, you don't have time. And if you get caught, they're going to kill you. Specifically... Um, they'll kill you by burying you up to the neck in sand or having a rock wall pushed onto you. Which brings up one question. Mm. How many execution walls are there in Iran? I like know. How many rock walls are just standing around that are available to be pushed over T- as a form of execution? Take her to the wall field. <laughs> <laughs> we got I mean, another wallflower over here. Get better planter. Let's see. We could... Uh, Load a single bullet in a gun, or we'll get some masons out here. <laughs> Just set up a, we'll build like a, well, mason. You know, it's a mason training camp. And build up like a ten foot wall. You know, you very get, very modest. You get, ten foot rock wall to push over on someone. Right, you know? you, but but you don't not just you don't get the high quality guys out there. You get the apprentices who are just learning. They build shaky right. walls. You push them over. It's great. It's really part of the their economy. <laughs> Yeah, you can really, t- you know, this is an Adam Carolla point that he makes a lot. You can really tell a, a civilization by its by the 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 media that they use to construct their buildings with, uh-huh. and you know, a part of that is just is just locality, right? Uh-huh. If you're in a place where earthquakes don't happen, great, use bricks. That's mm-hmm. perfect. But if you are in a place where earthquakes happen. Wood. It's the only way to go because mm-hmm. it bends and it moves. Mm-hmm. But man, bricks, they just fall right on down. So that's where those brick wall pushing over things happen. Mm-hmm. That's why. So she discovers the key and uh, gets let out. There, there's a couple like um, interesting things in there. There, There is a uh, kind of a, uh, what would you call it? Like a false... 
a false flag for horror movies where Rez is like, come on, we got to go. We got to go. I have a family. I'm like, uh-oh. He said he has a family. Uh-oh. That guy's going to die. Yeah. But then he doesn't. But he doesn't. Yeah. And then also in there, so after she's found the key, she sees a man hanging from the ceiling. And yeah. uh, and she's already... And, and, and she's she's like, oh, my God. And that's a setup for later. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a complete non sequitur. It like comes out of the blue. Just all of a sudden, a man hanging like by the neck with a noose around his neck. Just from appears. The yeah. For some reason. And she reacts to it. The way you might. And just like, but I mean, the ceiling's collapsing. So she can't really ponder it that much. Not a lot of time. Um. <clears throat> This is actually, in this scene, is a really good use of shaky cam as well, which is, I don't know. (sighs) I know where you're going with this. There has to be stakes for it to be shaky. Right. If everything's fine, you don't get to just shake the fucking camera. Yeah, and I don't know how... That's that's middle school bullshit. (laughs) I, I don't know how to describe why this shaky cam feels better than others, but the... The explosions are going off. It's utter chaos. So cameras getting dropped and like pushed over and, you know, rolled around. And it really feels like it makes it feel real. It looks like what you would see in a an Internet snuff video. Of yeah. Someone, you know, getting shot while they're. Uh, Go on. Tell us more camera. about snuff videos. Uh-huh. Um, I can't get enough of them. Um, <laughs> you no, know, I know what you mean. I think it has to do. I'm not sure, but it feels like, you know, you know, the difference between film and like tape, you know, mm-hmm. like watching a movie versus watching a soap opera, mm-hmm. you know, and the soap opera feels crispy, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like too clean mm-hmm. and the movement of the camera feels jarring mm-hmm. a little bit if it's not very carefully done. I think it may be the media that they use to record on because... Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, some shaky cam stuff is stomach churning. Hmm. And this is not that. Yeah. E- even though it's even though it, it points, it's frantic. Yeah, it's a little point to make. It's not that important. But it's just for some reason that stood out to me as pretty good shaky cam. Yeah. Um, Reza gives, after they escape certain death, Reza gives Scarlet a warning that everyone that hunts for Flamel's stone is crazy, they all wind up dead. So very much a harbinger of doom at the beginning of the film. Um, Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, everyone who searches for it doesn't find it until the person who does find it. You know, it's like, well, yeah. Yeah, they the opening exposition in this film is done really well. It's very much like a Indiana Jones yeah. film of like we are going to describe this relic and why like it hasn't been seen and the powers that it has. Yeah. And so you're very interested in them finding it. Um here's a clip of Did I say Scarlet? Is that her name? Yeah, Scarlet describing what the Philosopher's Stone is, she's being filmed by a documentarian um, that's following her named... Documentarian number one. Uh, Benji. Benji, that's right. Benji the Hunted. So here's here's her explaining... Oh, that's a stinky toot. 
the about the philosopher's stone and a little bit about her father as well your father uh, yeah what did he teach you about the philosopher's stone uh everything that it's an elusive substance that could turn base metals into gold and can provide the key to eternal life sort of crude representation but basically the creation of the stone was the goal of alchemy which was a early form of science which studied transformation in all its forms and my father was actually the world's preeminent historian in alchemy so your father there was a lot of speculation that he was mentally unstable is there any truth to that why has he killed himself yeah, I mean, so it, it's just worth pointing out, you know, one of the hardest things to do in movies, because you don't have a lot of time, is setting up yeah. everything through exposition. And so having, you know, ways of just stating facts is... Or alluding is a, to, uh, or alluding to uh, uh, you know, uh, the... The motivate the motives mm. of a person, right? Yeah, right. without directly saying them, and they did it skillfully. Yeah. Why did did he kill himself? Have you heard about your dad? Why did he kill himself? Yeah, that says everything you need to know, and it's a skillfully yeah. dropped because you tell how she feels about that. Mm -hmm. That she's been asked that a bunch of times, like that she's concerned that he might kill himself. Well, no, he did kill himself. Oh, she said. What do you mean? That he killed himself? Oh, I thought she said, did he kill himself? No. Oh, okay. No, because she's saying, like, people have been saying that he's he went insane. Ah. But. Yes. She's like, I mean. I misheard that, that. What's that based on? Just the fact that he killed himself? I misheard that twice. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, and then it, like, gives a little more context to seeing the guy hanging in the in the scenes before. That's her dad. And you're like, hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, as a film watcher, you understand pretty quickly that that was probably a vision of her dad. Right. Um, so really good job of setting up the the exposition. Um, pretty soon it introduces us to kind of the second main character, which is George. Uh, he is one of the only people, or he knows one of the only languages that Scarlet doesn't, which is Aramaic. And so he comes and and helps them translate, you know, the next clue or whatever. I know him. I recognize him from um, his role on Silicon Valley <laughs> on HBO. I still haven't watched that. He's, he plays like a real douchebag lawyer. Oh, okay. It's a great character. His his name on Silicon Valley is Ron Laflame, Ron Laflame, which is really close to the um, the historical guy that they talk about, which is um, Flamel. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of of close names, right? Mm -hmm. So, oh, what's the other? What's the guy's name who takes them through the? Oh, um, Pap Papillon, Papillon. Yeah. So, uh, uh, there, the, one of the characters in Dante's Inferno is Papillon, I believe, mm. or maybe it's, uh, maybe it's one of the alchemists. Oh, it's the, it's the alchemist who, uh, who ended up supposedly finding the philosopher's stone, I believe was also called Papillon. 
Let me uh, let me double check. Let me do my due diligence. No, the, the, I mean the the guy that found the philosopher's stone that they keep referring to is his his last name is Flamel. Okay, let me find out who I'm talking about then, okay. because I'm getting my I'm getting my my people crossed here. So, and this is another good example of of um, storytelling. The way that they communicate the relationship between George and Scarlet is done really well. They have history. Um, it's ref- it's uh, kind of alluded to that that Scarlet left George hanging in a previous exposition expedition, and he ended up in a Turkish jail, um, which I don't know as far as jails go, probably isn't the best. Yeah, no, they're uh, widely renowned for having a bad jail system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like their coffee is great. Um, their their prisons are not great. As good as their coffee is, that's how bad their prisons are. Yeah, the, and this, this has a great scene that is just a great example of subtlety, which is he, George, joins the two, uh, Scarlet and Benji, to help them out translating stuff. And then he, you know, has communicated what their backstory is. And then they go back to this museum or whatever, and he's talking to this girl, this curator or something in the distance. And <laughs> it goes, it shows Scarlet, and she's just watching him, just kind of like, um, it's hard to tell what she's thinking. She just turns to the camera and goes, she's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Just like a very much a ex-girlfriend vibe of like, I'm okay with this. I'm like, no, we're cool. She's pretty. <laughs> good Good for him. Good kind good of thing. Good job. But then, you know, go, you know, there's something, something there. She's acting a little too cool. Um, anyways, little touches like that uh, go go a long way for me. They find the next clue through, you know, your generic national treasure slash Indiana Jones hijinks. Um, and they translate this poem into English. And it's amazing. Uh, once they translate this ancient <laughs> Aramaic poem, it, it rhymes perfectly in English. It's one. Well, that's God's will. Mm-hmm. Here's a uh, clip. Winged vulture leads the way with uh, with brightest light in darkest day underneath the heavens rain what is lost shall be regained halfway twixt the darkest gate and this tablet laid atop a parid fate okay so underneath the heavens rain what is lost shall be regained what is lost shall be regained underneath a parid you know just like up your nose with a rubber hose yeah, so it's a little, you know, a little on the nose. Like, this is a poem. <laughs> yeah. Look, it rhymes in English. Um, so that's pretty convenient. <laughs> that's um, a good point. They do some cool Indiana Jones shit in this movie, yeah. too. Like, yeah. there's like, you know, oh. you know, scarabs. Yeah, you scarabs. Know? And then also, like, they there's... take the they take his headstone off the wall, turn it around, make a little, a little, uh, a little solution out of some... It's just some commonplace cleaning products and then burn the back of this tablet and then oh, an inscription shows up and it's like, oh, yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that stuff is, is good. Um, and then they go 
they just join a generic tour group, which is really nice because it sets up yeah. the exposition of what are the French, what are the Paris catacombs. Right. Because a tourist guide explains it to you. But they kind of break off and they're kind of like looking at a map and trying to determine where That's right. this is this thing is might be buried and they look over and all of a sudden there's this spooky hippie ghost that's like you got to talk to you got to talk to my bro Papillon. It's not clear. It's not clear if he's a ghost or not. It looks like he's just a, a student who's like who's who's just f- finding a place that's quiet and like studying right on his computer but it's your generic like well he didn't have a computer whatever he, it, he had a book or something it's your generic like you know pan over and all of a sudden someone's there sitting just like suddenly yeah and then you look away and you look back and spooky ghost gone. he's an allusion to some some part of dante's inferno as well like the, telling you to this is the person you need to find to get to 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 take you through hell, basically. Okay. I watched a thing. I watched one of those one of those uh, YouTube videos. That's like it's a stretch. That's that's a stretch. Dante's Inferno. He starts out with Marlowe, like or I'm pretty sure it's is it Marlowe or Mallory? It's someone. It's like another author that he respects. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's another poet. But it's he starts out with him at the beginning. Doesn't like find him. Or get introduced to him. Okay, but doesn't... Well, I, I'm i not... I can't remember enough of it to, to be able to hang. So, Anyways, um, so they get referred to this guy, Papillon, and they go to this nightclub, and there's a creepy, creepy-eyed girl that, like, walks by him. Lots of, like, little subtle touches of, like, that, yeah. that person's creepy. Yeah. Just kind of to, to put you on edge. She got those big eyes. Mm-hmm. Those big, wet eyes. And they meet the the Frenchies, and they're like, "Hey, we ain't tour guides, and we're cool." And and then they tell them, "We're gonna go to part of the catacombs where no one's been, and all this stuff." And it piques their interest enough that they want to assist. Well, they're them. like, "There's supposed to be treasure," and he's like, "Can we have fifty percent of the treasure if uh-huh. there's treasure?" She's, She's like, like, "You can have all of it." And, and then her friend, what's his name, George? Yeah, George is like, no, fifty percent's good. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we've... <laughs> hold on, sweetie. Um, Men are talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they go and, like you said, they find this hole into the catacombs, which is like under this train, you know, uh, tunnel. So on their approach, they so they get down in like um, in like you know you've seen train channels that are basically lower than the rest of the city so Uh they're like giant ditches for trains Uh um and uh and so they get down into this ditch but as they're going through paris have you been to paris i think you Uh have yeah yes and so have i and one of the most notable things i stayed in chinatown uh and then you know uh just uh took the took the metro into the city or into uh the tourist Mm-hmm. part near near Notre Dame and the Louvre and stuff but the one of the biggest takeaways that I got from Paris was there is a lot of um what what do you call it uh graffiti mm-hmm. everywhere yeah. tons unbelievable amounts irresponsible <laughs> amounts amounts that make you question the this like the city officials where uh-huh. you're like 
how could you let it get this bad? Like cars on the street were covered in <laughs> completely. And, it, and there's, there's an aspect of it that's like, well, this is art. Uh-huh. You know, you go, I wonder how much of this is like just a cultural thing where the Parisians respect the art behind what's being done here and how much of it is just just idle youth, you mm-hmm. know, just just tagging shit up. But they did a good job because this whole movie for a good portion of it is all has a lot of graffiti in it because they're under the on, you know, as they're entering hell, it's like it's got all, all this beautiful graffiti art all over the place. Right. And I thought that was a nice touch because that is how Paris feels. It's a lot of fucking graffiti all over the place. Right. Um, yeah, I don't mind like the actual art <laughs> graffiti yeah. where it's like they put a lot of effort and it's like a whole wall mural thing. I just like when you're just a dude that's like Ron Brohan <laughs> exclamation point, like with a little circle around it. I'm like, all right, who ca- who cares? Who cares that you are here? Yeah, no one. Not yeah. me. Like, who does that? Who's that impress? Or like, even if you're another tagger, do you take? A second, no, uh, second glance of I don't know. I don't. This is a culture that I don't know anything about and uh, care for. Um, so they get into the catacombs uh, right before they get in. So uh, George is very adamant that he's not going to go with them. That he's like, I'm don't I don't do underground. And uh, the backstory is that his brother drowned in a cave. I'm no go down. Bad, bad. Yeah. <laughs> And so he keeps saying he's not going to go. Um, but when the police ambush them as they're trying, as they're entering that hole, everyone goes into the hole because, you know, they don't want to get arrested, throw some smoke bombs. And then all of a sudden, George is with them. Conveniently, uh, Benji brought an extra headlamp and camera. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't, you don't just, you don't just take one of everything. Mm-hmm. You got to have enough. So. He's with them, and a lot of mood setting in these early on. They like walk by, and there's like kind of a weird, creepy cult choir singing. Yeah, there's singing. like a coven of uh-huh. of a bare chested witches. Don't I don't think they're actually bare chested. I think I saw some boobies. Um, I think you might have wanted to see them, but I don't. I mean, I was looking pretty close. Now I'm questioning myself. Yeah. How badly did I want to see the boobies? Yeah. Probably pretty bad. Hmm. As always. I always want to see them. Um, so they um, they go in there. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, they, they hear the ghostly singing. They see like this weird, you know, coven. And they just kind of brush it off as a, there's always some weird people here. Like, I mean, <laughs> but really, I mean, that's I know. weird. It's, it's like, okay, wait, you got a choir of bitches, like all painted up, like white dresses, doing, doing the, 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 the monk music, the, mm-hmm. oh, and you're just going to be like, there's some wacky people down here. I would be like, let's the fuck out of here <laughs> like yeah. i would be out so fast if i saw that shit yeah um also the the fact that they're in the catacombs really solves the eternal horror movie problem of why not cell phones and the answer is like they wouldn't get reception down there so yeah. not not able to communicate 
um, other than being together. Um, the stakes are set early on. Uh, one of the French or the French girl, uh, what's her name? I actually was smart and put the whole cast in the, in the Banshee, uh, sushi. <laughs> it's S O U X I E. I'm going to say sushi. No, it's not sushi. Susie. It's well, they call her the Banshee. Sushi. It's, prob- it's probably where, where did you put this at the end? Last page. Let's see here. Sue. All right. That's probably what it is. Sue. Um, or so. It's all our French. I don't think we have many listeners in France. So fuck those guys. Um, oh. The French. So, yeah, I was. How I've not played that yet. Yeah. <laughs> the French. So, anyways, Saul um, sets the stakes, and she says, um, y- "Here are all the things that are going to kill you. <laughs> if you run out of water, you're going to die. If your flashlight goes out or you get hurt, you will die. Like it's and and this came around a time where there's a a lot of talk about I don't know on the internet there's you've probably seen pictures of people found dead in the Paris catacombs. Like if you wander off or you get lost, like it's, it, it, it's, it's a death warrant. It's no fucking joke. It's, it's a complete maze and, uh, it's huge. So there, there are people that get lost in the dark and die. Yeah. And the way you go is the worst way you can go, which is, uh, dehydration. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you literally run out of water and that kills you the fastest. It's, that's like a 48 to 72 hour thing. And there's actually, there's actually a movie starring Natalie Portman or maybe it's Kira Knightley. I can't remember. It's one of the two, very young, um, uh, that deals with, with this death by dehydration in a tunnel, dark huh. tunnel of, of some sort. I can't remember what it's called. It might be like the tunnel or something. So they go and they, they identify the place where they need to crawl through. Um, the the uh, French guide is like, hey, we're going to we got to go through this uh, this long way, this long, tiny, tiny hole, you know, where we have to crawl over this pile of bones. And Scarlet's like, but doesn't this doorway that's just has rocks over it? Can we just go th- through there? Can we just do can we just take the fast way? And he's like, no, nobody goes that way. She's like, yeah, but it's faster. It's on the map. Listen, Frenchie. <laughs> and he gets all upset. He's like, one of, one of our friends that has spent like years and years and years in this tunnel knew every inch of the catacombs. Even he wouldn't go down that one tunnel. And the, the one time that he did, he never came back. He wouldn't. And then he did. And then he died. Yeah. Oh, and uh, so they go the narrow way, and this is one of the first good set pieces um, and scares, is that Benji's crawling through and um, really sympathetic to Benji, because if you're the big guy, you know, or just have a little more mass than everyone else, doing those caving things is, well, pretty intense. Yeah, there's... There's, I think, I think claustrophobia is a base fear. I think everybody has a little bit of that. Right. 
Uh, that's probably not actually true, but a large portion of people do. I used to, and then I got a job as a, as an electrician and that went right out the window, uh, because I just had to crawl through things all the time. And now, now I can actually do it. I can get stuck in very tight places and not panic. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the only key to, to it is just not panicking and just calming down and just going, okay, I'm going to wiggle. I'm going to wiggle. I'm gonna wiggle my hips. Where 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 would you get stuck? Under houses, really? Most, mostly, yeah. You would get stuck under a house. Oh my god! You, there's so there's like um, um, the foundation that some houses are built on are is is like a big box, right? So just the outside um, is is concrete, but sometimes you have these. These, like the pillars? You, well, not just pillars, but there'll be like, I've crawled through like holes that are just big enough to fit, you know, my, my shoulders through. Huh. Uh, and, uh, b because, because sometimes they'll have like a cross section underneath the house of, of cement and they all, and they'll just put these, just these little bird blocks, like they're not very big at all. And, you know, you got to. You really got to squeeze <laughs> like it's 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 like it's like moving inch by inch. It'll take, you know, 10 minutes to get through a hole. Yeah. Uh, so Benji gets stuck and he's he did not want to go through this tunnel. It is a first good off. panic attack and yeah. it really perks you up for the rest of the thing. And <laughs> there, there's a couple things about this. Like when he does like struggle, you eat you do actually see like the rocks above him kind of move like the the foam rocks. Oh. You're like okay, well that we'll just ignore that. And then um, <laughs> the other great part is that you, <laughs> as he's stuck and having a panic attack, you hear you hear that choir uh, singing in the background, and he's he just goes, "Why are they singing?" <laughs> That's a real life moment. That yeah. feels so real. That's exactly what you. Why are they still singing? What's going on? <laughs> just chaos. And they get through, and then all of the rocks um, collapse behind them, and they get through this tunnel that they almost lost their lives to, and they're right back at square one. They're exactly where they started, yeah. because that same doorway with the rocks in it is right there. And Papillon is, like, freaking out. He's like, "How? this isn't possible. We, we climbed straight. How do we do this? So it's the first inkling of, like, yeah, physics aren't really working right down here. And they don't really have much of a choice. So, of course, they go um, break down the rocks and go into the spooky tunnel. And that's when... Can confirm boobage. Really? I've, I've been looking all this time. There were boobies. Really? There's a, just, a, just a glimmer. Oh. I can promise you, though, there are boobies in okay. this movie. All right. Desperate for boobies. <laughs> um... <laughs> So they they go in there. So okay, let's talk about the the Dante's Inferno. I, I hear people making a big deal of like, oh yeah, it's like it's a you know they're basically saying it's an adaptation of Don, Dante's Inferno, and it's not at all. Like I'm going to send has, you this video I watched, and and then you be the judge of it. It's I can maybe. But I mean, like, the whole thing about Dante's Inferno is that it has different levels of hell that represent 
specific sins. Right. And I can't see anything that corresponds. What about what about the uh the part where they get to the the treasure room? That's the one. Like they the the ones that's that, greed. It's like pick and choose. Like the greed one kind of works because there's treasure. Um where's and, and where's, they, the, where's the level that's that represents gluttony? You know? Where's the level that represents lust or it, anger or heresy or violence? Like it doesn't the violence one was was when um their guide who who was the guy who who got lost down there they find him uh-huh. and he kind of guides them through the levels of hell uh-huh. for a, for a time and then they break through to the other side you know where they see the as above so below symbology and they go oh and then they go through the room and then they're in the same room but it's everything's a little was inverted mm-hmm. they get in there and then he's in there with them with the uh with the dead uh uh, philosopher stone man mm-hmm. and he he murders a girl right uh that's violence uh, yeah but violence is supposed to be the last one i, I it's just and then the the and then the part where the guy gets buried up to his ankles in the in the car with the car uh-huh that's specifically referenced from dante's inferno sure i mean it'll it'll probably take elements from it okay that's like it's it'll it takes like the the phrase okay so Dante's Inferno starts out with Dante arriving at a gate and it says abandon all hope you who enter mm-hmm. therein or herein or whatever and that's like a very 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 famous phrase of like you're entering the gates of hell abandon all hope yeah. basically and then you crawl on your belly to the to and, the kingdom of hell and in this movie it's like halfway through like that that specific phrase comes so like there's a point in the movie where like right, because they're in because the, the first they're in um uh what do you call it that place before hell the catholic place limbo yeah or yeah limbo or purgatory sure but then there's like three levels of like the the abandon all hope you who enter in in this movie comes like after they've gone through like the quote unquote above phase and yeah. they're well into the below phase. Yeah. And then they enter. I mean, there's allusions to hell. That's very like supernatural. And it's the sins that every, the sins that everyone commit have has committed or is that, that is haunting them. So each person has something that they're regretful about. Right. Yeah. But that's not necessarily a sin. Well, the, the, I think those are those sins are meant to stand for when you break them down. The I'll give it to you. It's yeah, pretty yeah. loose. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean i I recognize that it's pretty loose. I'm just saying, like, if you're expecting like a one to one Dante's like, Inferno, Dante's Inferno, yeah. it is not that. No, it uses elements and color from it sometimes. It also uses elements and color from lots of other. A lots of other sure. literature and stuff. Um, anyways, that that just to me, it's made bigger a deal than it actually is. Um, it's probably yeah, you're you're right. It's probably a thing that people want to I mean, start conversations about. It's like they have they you see, read Dante's Inferno. I know it's it, they read? see the um, abandon all hope. You who enter in, they're like, I know that. I, know. I recognize. That. I, I know, know what, what that is. I know what that is. And they just say, ha, ha, I, I got it. I unlocked it. It's about Dante's Inferno. 
And it's like, okay, that's one, that's one thing. Um, I can't believe that Bryce prefers Van Patten's card to mine. Can't believe it. So each of them, as as you said, are haunted by something in their past, and as they wind their way through these tunnels, they're seeing they each of them kind of see visions of different things. So yeah. George sees visions of his brother drowning. Um, That's a phobia, right? Yeah. Being stuck under the water. There's a lot of phobias pre- represented in this. Yeah. Scarlet has visions of her dad hanging. Um, so that phone call under there scared the shit out of me. Yeah, that came early on too. <sighs> yeah, a lot of very just off, off-putting, just like creepy things. It's early it's, on. It's like out of place, but it's also strangely in place. Like you kind of go, well. Yeah, they run phone lines underground sometimes, and maybe this is just a a thing, a, a holdover that somebody plugged in because they were, you know, they were living down here for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But also, like, why is it ringing? And right. then she answers it, and it's like specifically for her, and it's, it's like ah, you, yeah. And then the in the trailer, it also shows George. They they find just a random piano down there. Yeah. And he's like, hey, this one looks just like the one that me and George, me and, and my brother used to play on. Except, yeah, we used to play the song, except the song didn't, or the uh, piano's A4 key. Was no good. Was no good. And then he plays it, and then the, the, A4, the key. A4 key doesn't work. No good. And I checked. It actually was the A4 key. That Dang. Was, that was the correct Bryce uh, name for breaking it. out his his music knowledge over here. Yeah, like I said, this thing's like a paranoia factory. There's there's a lot of things represented. There's drowning, so there's the fear of the water. There's claustrophobia. There's heights and falling. Like there are a lot of heights based scares in this one. Uh, there's bones, dead people. There's you know, like the fear of walking into a room and someone already being there. That's mm. <laughs> someone that you weren't expecting that, specifically. Oh, that one does it to me every time. Every time they walk into a room and there's someone just sitting in there. I'm like, oh, I don't I do not want that. Yeah, I would run so fast. As they go through the stuff, you already mentioned they, they find um, a f- acquaintance of Papillon and the the French people, and it, it's the guy that they specifically talked about. Of like, he went down there that path and died. Yeah, it's that guy shows up, and he's very he's got like black eyes, and he's just kind of your your generic stand in place and be creepy vibe. But he also has powers, <laughs> political powers. Uh, <laughs> No, he also has powers because he's he can apparently see in the dark, right? Sure. So he can just walk around without having light and 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 see where he's going and he teleports. And he's super strong. And he's super strong and very hungry. Uh so they find him um he d- he does teleport down hallways. Like they'll be like, "How oh, do yeah, you yeah. get the fuck down there so fast?" Yeah. Like, Ugh. Um they come across like an ancient uh, crusader, a la you know Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and they they ask the the great question is of is he dead? He like, he's the guy he's the guy who 
found the philosopher's stone. And the oh, reason he wasn't rotted was because he had been in contact with the philosopher's stone. He'd been dead down here for 700 years, but because he had the philosopher's stone, he was, he, he didn't rot. Sure. Um, anyways, not, not a really great question to ask. Is this desiccated corpse dead? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. He is. Yes. It is. He's in. He's in Crusader regalia. Like. Yeah. I don't. Th- I don't think he's alive. Yeah. He's uh, probably dead. And they didn't. I mean, that was felt like a setup to. Oh, he's going to stand up and scare you, and that never happens, which is which is good. I like the the uh, discipline to set up scares and not use them. I love it. It's yeah. yeah it just it's something to be respected. It's like no, we're just going to leave that here because then it kind of haunts you a little bit. Another super obvious line is they're in the catacombs and the ceiling starts cracking and like kind of folding in. And uh, someone asks, is that bad? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, it's it is. not good. I shouldn't do that. Yeah. There, and then there's some cool Indiana Jonesy shit throughout. Right. So there's like the deadfall trap or whatever it is where it's oh, what are those what are those hinges, those ancient Egyptian hinges that the that the pharaohs use to keep their tombs safe from raiders. And it's like, well, it's like a deadfall. Uh, so you have to remove a specific rock. And uh, and if you remove any other rock other than the specific rock that is indiscre- that is very discreetly yeah, hidden, good. then uh, then you die by virtue of the cavern collapsing or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. So there's some cool like adventure elements throughout. Finally, they find the the room where the philosopher's stone is held, and we're like midpoint of the movie at this mm-hmm. at this point. So it's like, where are they going to go from here? Um, I like that <laughs> she, she identifies and then like as an attack helicopter takes out this philosopher's stone and she says, it looks so ordinary. Like, I'm like, yeah, just your run of the mill giant gem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, like a fist sized ruby <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so plain. Yeah, it just, it, it looks like every other rock I've ever seen in the gravel. <laughs> Wait, no, it doesn't at all. It's, uh, um, it's very unique. And then they keep, I, I can't remember what forces them. I think that like the, the entrance to the place collapses or whatever. They're, they're yeah. basically, they, they're constantly forced to go forward yeah. and not backward. And they sometimes by supernatural means, sometimes by regular physical means, like yeah. like the place behind them collapsing. And then sometimes they'll go through a little hole and then they'll turn around and the hole's just gone. Yeah. And there's definite moments where they find a giant well or a hole in the ground. So that's that's part of where the circles of hell comes from, is that they keep descending yeah. to different levels. That is one of the best jump scares in the movie. And it's still... It got me. Which one? Last night was they're going down when he's the last one. When when Benji's the last (sighs) one, and you see in the background, there's like just a girl with a baby. She has a baby. Oh, she have a baby. I didn't notice that. There's a baby. (laughs) There was a baby. (laughs) There was a baby. Um. (laughs) Yeah. So Benji's there, and he's looking around, and all of a sudden, there's just a jump scare with the spooky girl. Like, bah! Yeah. And then cut to bottom of the well, and they're like, hey, Benji, everything okay? And then he, like, 
falls directly uh, on his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, th- this movie is full of like little pockets of, of like little visual goodies, to, uh, not goodies, like terrifying things where from as, as soon as they get in, in the cavern, uh, proper, like there will be moments that y- you may not notice on first viewing. It may take a couple a couple watches, but I noticed a few spots where there was things that were never mentioned or brought up, and it was just as they were running, and then kind of a side glance, right? And there'd be a person, right, in a in a little room to the uh-huh. side, and it's like Jesus Christ! Like if you're paying real good attention to it while you're watching it, it's like ooh. What's yeah. that? And and you don't ever get, yeah, yeah. Um, so after they are in the the section with the philosopher's stone, they, they see this mural that that talks about as above, so below, mm-hmm. and, and that it's the kind of basis for magic. You know, things within the same as without. So basically, you can you can will things into being. You know, you are the philosopher's stone, Harry. Uh, <laughs> so, as they go down, there's like just basically a mirror image of what they've already been through. Yeah. Except this version is, you know, the Bizarro version of it. Yeah. That. So there's lots more demons and. Oh man, if Bizarro had showed up in this movie, that'd have been awesome. Uh, so they they go down, and it really speeds up. It ramps up as they go down, and then. They get to a certain point and George um, gets his head busted or something. And then... No, a uh, a statue jumps out of the wall and bites him in the neck. Yeah, as one as one does. Yeah. And Scarlet tries to use the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, we didn't, we didn't mention Philosopher's Stone can heal wounds. Yeah, she, she very clearly heals one of her friends and then continues to do so. And... Uh, she realizes this happens very quickly and I'd have to like actually read a synopsis to figure out what happens. But she's like, Oh, this isn't this philosopher's stone doesn't work. It's something, something. So what she does is she goes back and she, and she, she like retraces her steps Uh through. She like runs back. So like all these, so the last like 20 minutes worth of like levels and story that we've just seen, she re, Traces her steps in like, you know, two minutes. Yes. And uh, and she realizes that it's basically the power is within you the whole time. As as I see it, so it is Mm -hmm. as above. So below. So the the quote unquote magic is within you, mm. is within everybody, mm. as long as they realize it, as mm. long as they go, It's like the oh, philosoph- it's, it is true. Yeah. The, the philosopher's so stone I see it, so is, it is. The philosopher's stone is the feather for Dumbo. Right. Yes. You had the power the whole time. You just didn't know it. Yeah. It's like, uh, have you ever read that book, The Wizard's First Rule? No. The Wizard's First Rule is sometimes the best magic is tricking people into believing something. Mm. And the trick is played on all of us supposedly in as above so below in that we're not magical mm-hmm. we all believe we're not magical but in reality everything is as you see it and as you see it everything is so if you believe you have magic you got it right so um the ending's great it speeds up like 
pretty much everyone dies except the I think it's the last three, right? Papillon doesn't make it. It's right. the, the non-important French guy. Papillon gets sucked into, like, that's a horror. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's... Everything goes so sideways towards the end. Like, the, the the pit of hell in this is disturbing. There's yeah. bands of people, dark people walking around, and it's like, shh, shh, shh. Like this thing where, where you hope they don't see you, but mm-hmm. maybe they'll walk by, but you're being way too loud with your shh, shh, shh. Everyone be quiet. Shut up. He's going to hear you. Turn off your flash. Don't flash him in the eyes. And then, uh, yeah, it gets this really, there's like this severe echo of people being hurt. Mm. And it it's it's, yeah, it's too very, much. Very hell-like. Yeah. It's, at it's, a certain point. And it's disorienting in, yeah. a, in a upsetting way. And they finally get to a point where there's this final, like, hole. That they're like, all right, well, this is, it looks like a, like a sewer cover. Well, yeah, they have to jump down a pit to atone their, for their sin. Sure. Or something like that. As, yeah, as one does. And they, they find the sewer cover and they try to like lift it up and it won't go. And then somehow they figure out if you push it, it actually goes down. And so. So it's like inverse gravity. Yeah. It's like, and then they climb through and they end up like right outside of Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Cathedral. So it's... Uh, rip, it's, rip Notre Dame, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah that poor so, tower isn't so there anymore. sad, man. Burned down, I if you didn't uh, know. Well, part of it is burned down. I, I don't... I haven't heard the latest, but... The wood part of it burned down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard the latest of, like... I hear, like, back and forth whether the fire damage to the stone is irreparable or not. I don't. I don't know exactly what that means. I'm sure there's. So, I mean, if you if you like have masonry and it catches on fire, like you'd think, oh well, that's fine. It's it's just stone, it's just right? rock. Yeah. But like the cement, the binding agent, the binding agent can gets, be heated too much. Yeah, and you can burn out the moisture in it, and that's what holds it together. Basically, ah, that makes sense. Um, so I, I haven't heard what the final verdict on that was, but. Man, I would not want to be the insurance company for that construction company. Oof. Um, anyways, um, it's it's cool. It's a good mindfuck movie. Um, really well done. Really satisfying ending. Um, the relationship, you know, it's very traditional in terms of, you know, how the relationship happens, like growing and changing, you know, from learning from your past kind of stuff. Um so I I really liked it. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, I I agree. Um it's a it's a fun it's a fun movie and uh and a very strong entry into the found footage genre. So if found footage is your deal, there's no excuse not to watch this. Yeah. And it's on Netflix. So there you go. What what do you think are the must sees for found footage? Absolutely 100% Blair Witch, mm-hmm. Paranormal Activity 1, 2, and 3. Yes. Um, I really, I want to watch Paranormal Activity 3 because that's the one that's set in the 80s. Oh, yeah. And I really, there's so much nostalgia in that one. Um, so Blair Witch, Paranormal 1, 2, and 3, As Above, So Below, 
can you add to that? I, can, I think Exorcism of Emily Rose is really good, too. The Exorcism of Emily Rose wasn't necessarily... It was kind of found footage style, but it wasn't like a found footage oh, movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was... Yeah, it was shot in a way that's kind of reminiscent. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of what the what the other found. I'm sure there's another like found footage movie that I love, but those, I really, those ones that you mentioned are are the ones that are really. I really stand-outs. enjoy Cloverfield. I know, I know that's not really your your deal so much. Hmm. I I still haven't seen it. You haven't seen Cloverfield, the original, but no. you have seen Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, man, and that was great, man. But that's not found footage. No, that's what I love about the Cloverfield series is they try something new with every entry you know it's like serious drama did you watch the straight to netflix one yeah i I liked it was it yeah i liked it because it's you don't get a lot of decent middling to decent sci-fi entries right and that was a strong sci-fi element not a strong sci-fi movie but Hmm. i i dig sci-fi enough for it to and and i like I like that it pulls it all together. I really enjoy what what they've done with the Cloverfield storyline. So, who would you recommend see as above, so below? Yeah, I'd I'd say anybody who anybody who digs on found footage, really. And you know, if if you want, if you got somebody who is claustrophobic or afraid of the dark, or just as fun to watch horror movies with this is Mm -hmm. a good one i can't even get my cousin to listen to this show i'm like it's not scary she's like it's called horror movie talk i'm like yeah but the show is fun it's not it's not scary she's like i you know (laughs) like she'd be fun to show this movie yeah i think i think this uh i think anyone could watch this one like that's kind of a cop out but it's got a lot of different elements. It's very mass audience friendly in terms of the story and the plot, the setup. Yeah. And um, yeah, very plays off the, the the interesting elements of the setting very well. One thing I wanted to bring up. Thank God I didn't forget about this. I have a note here. There's some points where they lose some gear. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so now bear with me. Uh-huh. That means... That there's like cameras and shit and flashlights sitting around in hell. Uh-huh. You know? So like hell. You got some demons taking selfies now. Yeah. <laughs> like think about like think about that. Like make that real for a second. Take that literally. Uh-huh. So like you go to hell, you drop some coins and shit on the ground, and then you leave hell. Mm-hmm. What does hell do with that stuff? You know what? What's the history of this stuff now? Like, is the stuff in hell? Is the physical stuff from the physical world now just sitting around in hell? Does it, does it like biodegrade? Well, man. I'm I, like, it, it freaked me out. <laughs> I was like, okay. That's so what wait, freaked you out. Well, I'm just saying, does it keep recording? It's like a tree falls in the woods kind of thing. You know, it's uh-huh. like once you walk away from it, this is just kind of a theory of a place. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the devil gets his bros. Like <laughs> they take some of those cameras and they make like their own. They like, make the found footage found movie. Footage movie. Yeah, yeah, they're like, this, look at this part. I got her good here. <laughs> Dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed a tit. <laughs> All right. Let's move on 
to our next segment, we're going to call up Ben Warrington on Skype and have Ben's battle of horror knowledge. Oh, let's get him on the phone. <laughs> okay. Wacky. And here's Ben Warrington. Ben has a, has prepared a something of a trivia game for uh, for Bryce and I. Ben, how does this game work? And what's and, and and by the way, what's going on? Like how how's it going across the pond? Are things good over there? Y'all y'all hanging in there with the COVID? We're we're down with the COVID. Yes, um, there's been talks of the app being developed, and there's talks of it being one meter apart rather than two meters apart. So. We're so close to going back to the to the cinema and and back to annoying each other physically. Uh, it, it's it's we're getting there. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. What's the game you got for us? Oh, you you want to know about the game, do you? Yes, I do. Okay, so <laughs> the game is going to be split into two parts. The first five questions will be solely. Uh, you have to guess the film based solely on the parental guidance that I will read from the Internet Movie Database. And it was going to be Bryce against John, and whoever can win is going to be the ultimate boff, the ultimate guru, the the OG horror dude. And, okay, uh, okay, hold hold the phone. Boff? Tits, titties, boff, big yeah. old bitties. What, what's yeah, the... machines, machines, of course. Yeah. What, 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 uh, is, what is a boff, and do I want to be one? So... A boff is well. I think we say boffin in the UK, uh, meaning somebody who is uh, a nerd or very clever ah. at uh, a specific subject. So, yeah, boffin. Okay. A person engaged in scientific or technical research is the actual uh, definition for it. So, Weird. okay, yeah, wonder why we've never heard of that. Yeah. So the ultimate boffin. Okay. Um, so so we have to the, so we have to guess the movie based on the parental guidance suggestion on IMDb. Sounds fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so cool. I'm going to read off a few lines, and then the last five questions are going to be solely based. Uh, they're going to be three. I'm going to give you three clues to a movie, and you have to guess what that movie is. And the clues are going to be very ambiguous and very short as well. So you have to be switched on for those. Okay. So um, I'm going to assume that we're going to do very, very bad at this, both of us. But it's going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah. It is going to be fun, yeah. I'm not the best at trivia, but I'll give it my best. Yeah. All right. let's, uh, Let's start it off, Ben. Well, I'm going to start you off with a nice easy one. Um, and I'm going to do it in my a nice soft British accent so that you can uh, really get the sort of sense of, of, of the movie here. So <clears throat> let's just get it. <clears throat> yeah. So <laughs> question one is <clears throat> a man is stabbed in the butt with a meat thermometer. His tongue is ripped out by a turkey and his heart is pecked out. That's clue number one. Clue number two. A man's head is cut off and a woman's body is seen with her eyes cut out. Wait, a are these turkey. two? Are these, <laughs> this, is, this is the same movie? Same movie. Okay, same okay. movie. I'll tell you when. I'm going to give you three or four clues, just the funniest ones I can find. And then uh, and then we'll move on to the next one. And you're going to have to guess after each one. So, okay, okay. A turkey has sex until orgasm behind a woman. A man unzips his pants implying that he is going to have sex with a turkey. <laughs> so there's the first one. Okay. Uh, so Have we got any guesses? So I think what we should do, um, we should uh, call out 
our name if we if we want to buzz in early. David. Fuck. Okay. That's that's thank, okay. That's okay. thanks killing. Okay. Okay. That's th- that's that is thanks killing. Yeah. That is, that's, it's a bit of a cheap shot there, <laughs> jumping over David there. Yeah. But okay. That's a gimme for David. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. Film number two. A beautiful movie, by the way. Anybody who hasn't seen Thanks Killing. Yeah. I was listening to your commercial for that the other day, but called 1-800-Butterball. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I'm trying to get it sort of uh, popular in the UK because people, we don't have thanks, Thanksgiving or anything like that. We, we only eat turkey once a year, so I'm really trying to push it on the mainstream in the UK. But, but uh, all you have to do is show him that scene where he says, how do you want to be stuffed? And, and we lose our minds. Um <laughs> So, question number two <clears throat> in the zone. A man touches the floor of a restroom. A hand from a neighboring stall grabs his hand and cuts off two of his fingers with a scalpel. Wow. The man screams while blood pours from his wound. Another man breaks the stall door open, grabs the man, shoves his head in the toilet, and nearly drowns him. He then pulls the man's head up and slashes his throat. Oh, no, no, nothing yet. Okay, okay. Let's pump it up. Let's pump it up. A man with a chainsaw walks towards a man in a chair. He slips and falls, dropping the chainsaw on his leg. His leg is severed. Blood pours, and the man chained to the chair frees himself and shoots the man in the head. David. David. Is this Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? Oh, it is not. You've just been frozen out of this round. There's only uh, one chance now for Bryce no, to steal. No. I'm going to give you one more clue, Bryce, to get this. And let's see if you can get it from this. A man goes into a room where a woman is screaming and another man uses a torch to burn her face. Jesus. The man then shoots the man with the torch. The woman's right eye is hanging out of her head. The man cuts the eye off and yellow liquid oozes from the wound. Oh, I know this. I've seen this. Oh, God. What is that? If you don't get it, I'll, I'll hazard a guess for no point. Um, okay, just just for some, uh, to, to, to be the big man. I like it. <laughs> the blow, uh, th- that last one, the blowtorch with the le- yellow liquid coming out. Mm. God, what is that? Um... I can't. I, I okay. It's not. I. I I'm, not, I'm not getting it. Is this? Uh, is this seen it though? One. Is this? Uh, is this brain dead or dead alive? It's not. It was hostile. Hostile. Two thousand and four. That's what it was. God damn it. Okay. Yeah, she was. Uh, I think she ended up throwing herself in front of a train, even though she survived as well towards the end of the movie. Um, so let's go for the next one. <clears throat> wow. This one. This one graphic. should be pretty easy. This one, uh, this one should be a bit closer to home. So okay. a young man is killed, though the death is primarily off screen. It is shot several times. We see blood spray across the wall. A young girl is, in, is shown brutally murdered. We see her open-eyed corpse in the sand face up. David. With a leg broken. David. This is it. Follows. It is. It follows. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh man! You see what I did there? Yeah. Some low hanging fruit there. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking. Yeah. The, I was actual... thinking it because you said it. And I... But he wasn't thinking about it from it right. follows the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The similarly uh, named. Okay. 
I'm just mind fucking with you right now, boys. This is this is this is all me. <laughs> um, yeah, the actual full thing is quite funny. She said, with a leg broken inside out and twisted towards her head, both thighs are bloody, and we see splintered bone emerging from the broken leg. Mm. Mm, just beautiful. Mm. Yeah, thank d- you. Though. Yeah, if you if you want to if you want to read the rest of them that you didn't get to, that's fine. Yeah, because it, there is a lot. A, a, a few one after you can use that are quite low hanging fruit that, that make it a bit easier for you. So I like to go for the hard ones first. <clears throat> There's the next one. So it's two nil to David, isn't it? Two zero. Yeah. yeah, I'm keeping score. Don't worry. Ah, good job. Okay. A man is hit over the head with a pipe and falls down a well. Oh, okay. A man is grabbed by the shirt and punched repeatedly in the face. It doesn't say how many times, but repeatedly I'm going for sort of more than five. Okay. A man shoves a large blade into a man's mouth and down his throat, causing a large amount of blood to gush from his mouth. That makes sense. And two men who are fighting with chainsaws one eventually falls onto the blade of one of the chainsaws and a huge amount of blood sprays out from under his thrashing body. Bryce. Bryce. Get it, son. Get it. Uh, this. I don't. Uh, I'm going to say Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I don't know. Oh, my God. Have you guys only seen one movie? What is this? <laughs> I actually haven't seen Hang on, hang on. Let me let me try. Let me let me think about this for a second. Okay, Come two, on, John. This is one for you to steal. Two two men with chainsaws fighting. That's that's pretty unique. And then and then also the knife being shoved down the throat and then obviously a, a fountain of blood coming up out, out of that. Uh, I have a backup guess. Okay, well, this this sounds kind of like Ash versus Evil Dead to me. Oh, so maybe I don't remember this in Evil Dead Two, and it wasn't in Evil Dead One. So, and you you said this is movies, right? This is all movies. Okay, so all movies. So I'm gonna say, and it's been a while. And I don't remember this happening, but maybe Army of Darkness? Mm, unfortunately not. It's, it's more modern than that. I've, I've, I've tried to stick with a sort of twenty, okay. uh, sort of 21st century feel. So, What's your goal, um, Bryce? It, uh, well, yeah, that, was, that was my second guess. It was oh, something nice. either like Brain Dead or yeah. Army of Darkness. Yeah. If I said if I said that the film had Nicolas Cage holding one of those chainsaws, oh, it's Mandy. Would that help? Oh, it is Mandy. Hey, it is I, Mandy. I'd say that's worth at least a half a point. I don't remember. See, I was focused so much on someone being thrown down a well that I I, know, I, don't, I, was I don't remember imagine that, that in my head. That's the tamest <laughs> explanation of Mandy I've ever heard of. Yeah, like well, I mean, that is probably one of the only films with a chainsaw duel. I don't remember the chainsaw duel. There's so many things in Mandy oh, that stand out the, to me. The one guy has like a like a four foot chainsaw. Oh yeah, yeah. God, mm. that was such a badass action movie. That remind that it was so. Good. The guy falling down the well reminds me of uh, Norm Macdonald's set on uh, the roast of Bob Saget. Okay, one of my favorite 
sets of all time. It was, uh, I think it was either Bob Saget or it was, it was somebody who says, he's got a lot of well-wishers here tonight. And a lot of them wish he would <laughs> fall down one. They, they want to they push you down a well. They want to mm. murder you in a well. <laughs> just, just throttling that yeah. bad joke to yeah. death. Yeah, that's great. Okay, next one. Okay. A woman is hit and killed by a 40-ton semi-truck going very fast, splattering her all over the road. What's left of her body is briefly seen later, and two men are instructed to pick up what's left of her head. David. David. Quick time. Is this final destination oh it's not unfortunately no uh, no i know what you think that was when she backs into the middle of the road and saying no one's going to kill me and then a bus runs oh, over it was a bus so, mm. god damn so let's I go frozen Amen. myself out you have you have this is would this be oh no it's, is it two zero still it's two two, zero. two to half i give bryce a half a point for getting it that last one yeah okay so a man comes into a room wearing the face of a woman's husband, which he had cut off. And the woman screams and thrashes as the man walks towards her. A man shoots a woman in the head. A man tells a woman he wants sex. He presses against her. She licks her lips suggestively. He stabs her in the chest. We hear a crunch and blood spurts. And she slumps to the ground, gasping for air. A like woman holds week. a gun. So, sounds like last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you were two meters away when you uh, wanted sex. <laughs> you bet I was. Man, wearing wearing her husband's face. I a woman like... holds a gun. Go on. You can finish Oh, we're it. going for the last one. Okay, yeah. let me do one more. One more. A woman holds a gun on another woman and throws a knife into her chest. We see blood on her chest. The woman pulls the knife out while moaning. Blood pours from the wound, and she falls back on the floor and dies. Discuss. <laughs> See, I feel I feel like I would have remembered seeing someone wearing someone's husband's face. And I don't think I've seen this one. I'll be really surprised if I did. Um, mm -hmm. what would... He said he's trying to keep... He's tried to keep it... Kind of to this this century, so the, the, yeah. my immediate thought following Final Destination was kind of like um, kind of like eight millimeter. Do you remember that with Nick Cage? No, it's not. Yeah, it's with not the, the snuff movie. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that. Okay, no, uh, no. <laughs> um, I'm. I mean, this feels like a slasher. Who would wear someone's face? Maybe it's. Would, you, would you like a clue? Is it Hannibal? It's not, no. I'm no. going to give you a clue because okay. it's, a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Okay. So the wife of the director is a lead star in the movie. That should give you some sort of play, playing around space. The lead, the, the director wife of the movie's director. wife is there. Uh, hmm. Is it, are we right that it's a slasher? I, I, do you know what? I wouldn't even put it into a subgenre. I have no idea what I'd put it into. It's, oh, it's, okay. it's crazy. I don't know what. I'm the only wife director 
wife actress director combo I can think of is Mike Flanagan and his wife, but I don't. But that would have been oh. that would have been Hush. Oh, and it's not that. Oh no, it had a semi. Oh. It had a semi in it. I was gonna say maybe it's the Demon Bar- Barbara Fleet Street Fleet Bleep Street. Mm, no, no. Uh, Sweeney Todd. Yeah, no, Sweeney Todd is Todd. Todd. Sweeney Todd is uh, it's a historical <laughs> fiction. So it right. wouldn't have mm-hmm. a giant semi. It's a music. No, it's technically a musical. Uh, I give up. I can't. I I don't got it. I don't got it. So the answer was The Devil's Rejects, oh. which is obviously uh, Sherry Moon Zombie and Rob Zombie. This is um, like this is like Grindhouse, is what that is, I guess. Yeah, yeah I don't. Um, I'm not uh, very familiar with the films of Robert Zombie. So, <laughs> Bob Zombie, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bobby Zombie, Bobby Zombie. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's go on okay, to section so- two. Maybe I can redeem myself. Section two is going to be pretty simple. I'm going to give you three very, very short uh, statements about a, a horror movie. Um, let's say, I'd say, uh, Axe, Door, and Maze, you would say, The Shining. That's that's the sort of thing that we're going with, okay? Okay. okay. Um, so I want you to buzz in again, just like okay. you did the last round, as soon as you have the answer. So we're going to start off with <clears throat> Exile. Wood chopping. Bryce. A goat. Bryce. The witch. Bryce is in. The witch. It is the witch. Ah. The witch. Witch. The witch. The witch. Or the the witch. If you have a look at the poster, uh-huh. it's uh it's spelled with two V's for some reason. People I don't know get, if that's trying to be get, ambiguous, but yeah. People get pretty upset about that sometimes. They're like, "It's still the witch. It's just that a W didn't exist before." It's like, yeah, okay, but it's fun to say the witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Question two. Yeah. A bear. A cage. And flowers. Midsummer. David. Oh, I've got a oh, oh, I don't know what the rules are there. Who's the adjudicator? Because uh, he didn't buzz in there. But, I got it. No, it was, but it I was think, I th- David. I think Bryce was I think Bryce gave that one away. Yeah, that's a, a point for uh, for David there. Okay. Mm, Last one. At first, I was thinking backcountry, but I mean, I've already lost it. But I want to see. I want to hear. If... No, no, no. I've got a few. I've got three more. This we'll, get, oh, we'll okay. get through these quick. Okay. We'll get through these quick. You could win <clears throat> a roller coaster, sunbeds, a nail gun. Bryce, Bryce is in. This this feels like Final Destination, but I don't know which one. So, uh, and I haven't seen any of them. Wow. So how many are there? There's at least seven. I'll I say, think there is seven, yeah, I think. I'll say two. <laughs> I'll tell you what, John, do you want to have a, a guess just to, uh, to, to see who can get the closest? Um, so I, I take it that that makes it a Final Destination movie. Man, this would have been it a great... It is a Final Destination movie, yeah. Which one? This would have been a great tiebreaker. Uh, Closest to. I'm going to say the original. I'm going to say Final Destination 1. So we've had 1 and 2, and the answer is Final Destination 3. <laughs> Yay, I won! <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Closest 2 wins. What are you Closest talking? 2 wins. Well, then, I mean, I didn't know that's how... That's how um, well, that's, sorry, that's how you play the game. I'm taking well, away your half point if that's the case. <laughs> I was being awfully generous by giving you a half point following the 
All right, give me just half a point for that one then. Okay. Okay. So what's the score? We've got two left. We've what's got the three, two now. Yeah, I think. three to two. Okay. A gypsy. Bryce. Go on, Bryce. Drag me to hell. Oh, you son of a bitch. You've got it. What a what a shot. It was on the first clue as well. A gypsy, a button, and vomit. That's what I went with. Uh, <laughs> so is that is that it? Three, three, three. It's the last one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tiebreaker. Okay. Tiebreaker. Okay, tiebreaker here. Oh, who is going to be the true horror boffin? <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't. See my computer screen past my throbbing erection right now. <laughs> <laughs> Two men, a cabin, and a wood chipper. Bryce. Uh, Go, Bryce. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh. There it is. There it is. There you there go. It is. Oh, Look at yes. that coming from behind to to really pull it out. I and I wouldn't have gotten that one. I my I, as soon as I hear wood chipper, everything goes in the bin, and I just go Fargo. Uh-huh. I just go. Oh, he's <laughs> talking about Fargo. It's a wood chipper. Good job. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was a fun game. Well done, Bryce. I liked it because I won. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, thanks so much, Ben, for preparing that for us. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, that was a blast. Definitely, guys. Normally, our news guy, Ben Warrington, from across the pond. Ben, say, say, give our our listeners a little inspiration before you go. Tell them, tell them everything's going to be okay. Listen to the soft British voice that is telling you right now to stay indoors. And don't cough on things that other people may touch. And just remember that while you're at home and relaxing and waiting for this to blow over, make sure you follow me at Mr. Ben Warrington on Twitter. <laughs> and <laughs> and then Warrington we'll... underscore on, indis- on Instagram. <laughs> what, yeah, give it again. What, what's, what are we following you on Twitter at? Twitter is at Mr. Ben Warrington, or one word. That's uh, Ben and Warrington as W-A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N. And the same for my Instagram. It's Ben Warrington with an underscore at the bottom. So uh, thank you very much, guys. Anyway, and uh, I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be thinking about something exciting to do for next time. Excellent. Okay. Take take Ben's advice. Go, wait for this to blow over, have a pint, and follow him at Twitter. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Thanks, That's ben. it. That's it. We'll right. see you. Cheers, I feel guys. better already. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks, Ben, for Yay. calling. That was fun. That was fun. Thanks, Ben. And uh, you make sure to follow Ben on, uh, you know, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, next up to it came from social media. Yes, it came from social media to fill the world with terror, to bring you unforgettable suspense. <laughs> what was it? Where did it come from? Who were the all-powerful creatures it brought from social media? And what did they want on earth? I almost wasn't going to do. It came from social media this week, but there's a couple things that I wanted to bring up. Did you see on Twitter what Jason sent us? No. Pull it up. Okay. (laughs) He found this this image on Facebook, and it's... This is a message? 
Um, no, it was posted. I retweeted it, so just go to the profile. Okay. Um, <laughs> I want to hear your reaction to it. First thing that you see. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Describe the image to the listeners. Okay, so it's like pulp style art. You know, so like 1979-ish style art. And it's a busty gal uh, with tits exposed, but in place of nipples, like she's... So like Ash in Evil Dead, how his arm is replaced. Right. Exactly like how Ash's arm is replaced with a chainsaw. Her nipples are replaced with chainsaws. Like full-size chainsaws. And they're flailing wildly, spurting blood, and the uh, the title says Chainsaw Tits. And then she has kind of a speech bubble that says, Don't touch my tits. <laughs> what the fuck? It's perfect. That's just perfection. This is and it has chainsaw a, tits. Don't touch my tits. Credit where it's due. At the bottom, it has a little stamp that says at at tragicgirls.co. Okay. So there you there you go. Chainsaw tits. Bravo, Jason. Yeah. Don't touch my tits. Um, <laughs> Ross H on Facebook reached out and he says, "Hi guys, my wife." Kitty, which we know and have mentioned several times before. She's a patron. Love her a uh, lot. Maybe more than Ross. <laughs> uh, he said, she turned me on to you guys. I'm not a horror fan. Scares the crap out of me. But I do try to watch them as she loves them so much. I love listening to you and your reviews. And I find out uh, about a movie I might not watch. And then start the slow process of psyching myself up to watch one. And I laugh about them with you. Thanks to you, I watched The Wicker Man, which felt like a 70s porn movie, which ended quite terribly. (laughs) And after your recommendation, I followed up straight after with Midsommar, which on reflection was one of the best movies I've seen. But the context was something that kept me awake into the early hours as my mind was was trying to process the horror of being stuffed into a bear suit and burned alive. Spoilers. (laughs) Anyway... I'm a fan, and I think you guys are great. Keep up the good work. You get me through my work days with a smile. Stay safe. Ross. What a good husband, man. Like, the guy admittedly hates horror. You know, he's like, it's just not, I, it scares the shit out of me. But my wife loves it so much, so I try and watch it mm-hmm. with her. Yeah. That's just good. That's just just being a good husband. That's a relationship that's going to last. Yeah, for real. Um, Nick on Twitter... Uh, goes by at junkyard god 316 he says yeah i've been listening for the last few months uh i saw sleepaway camp and was looking for someone who discussed it in depth found you guys that way and have been listening ever since my favorite horror movie is probably the serpent and the rainbow i've heard of that one before see i hadn't i looked it up looks interesting it's got bill pullman and it looks kind of like a voodoo type movie who's bill pullman oh He's the president in Independence Day. Oh, I'm thinking of Paxton. Yeah, you're thinking of Paxton. Bill Pullman, Bill is, Pullman the is president. Oh, okay. Today will be our Independence yeah. Day. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and finally, this is the one I'm really excited about. So, yeah, Thanks just, for reaching out to us, Nick. Just so you know, on Twitter, if you follow us, I'm probably <laughs> going to reach out to you and ask you 
and say like, thanks for the follow or you're a fan of the podcast and what's your favorite horror movie. Um, and I can usually determine whether people are fans of the show, whether they actually are real people and not bots by asking this question. And, uh, sometimes the, the answer. So if you keep count, I asked two questions and whether they almost no one answers both of them. Everyone answers. What's your favorite horror movie? Right. Um, Anyways, Owen Jeremiah. This kept me going all week. At Owen Jeremiah 3 on Twitter, his response was Vampire movie. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite horror movie? Vampire movie. Vampire movie. <laughs> you can't you can't see that response and not think of it in an accent. Vampire movie. Vampire movie. Vampire movie. What's your favorite horror movie? It's vampire movie. The only contender for best comment for all the world of horror movie talk is Glue Glue Bam Bam. Glue Glue Bam Bam. <laughs> oh, man. What what post was that on? I can't remember what post it was. But on our website, in the comment section, just randomly, someone... It was somewhere around late summer of 2019. So, yeah. someone, Glue Glue Bam Bam. Someone left a comment that was literally just Glue Glue Bam Bam. So, yeah. G-L-U and B-A-M. Yeah. Glue Glue Bam Bam. Yeah. Anyways, vampire movie. All right. Thanks, everyone, for reaching out to us on social media. Sorry if I didn't get to you. Um, thanks again for listening. If you like the show, be like Kitty. Share it with everyone. Share it even with your friends that don't like horror movies because they might like the show. Um, again, if you are an Apple product user, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. We're trying to get up to 200 uh, for reasons, um, check out uh, Amazon Associates. Click through the button in our banner on horrormovietalk.com. You're going to be horrormovietalk.com. You're going to shop on Amazon anyways because you're locked up in your house, so might as well click through our website. It helps us out. Please support the show by shopping with our Amazon link. We love you. And again, check out, check out our Patreon, um, because this movie was selected by patrons like you. Well, not like, maybe not like you, maybe but not like you, like you, like you could be. Yeah. As something that you might aspire to be. And if you're a patron, patrons like you. Um, okay. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye guys. We love you. Have a good week. Stay free of the COVID. Bye. And I cannot understand you! This is crazy! You're a fool! I can't cope with this! Stupid bitchy! Understand?